welcome into Five Dollar Tuesdays. We are obviously tackling another movie, having a little bit of conversation, and we're actually joined by a special guest today. Uh, so not Ryan. Movie, no, not Ryan. Come come back on the pod, Ryan. We need you. We miss you, Ryan. Uh, so our our episode today is Warriors of Virtue, an absolute fever dream straight out of the late nineties. But before we before we dive into that, Skylar, do you want to introduce our our guest? uh yeah unfortunately the guest didn't make an intro um audio like ryan did so it just feels it just doesn't feel i don't know it's just not the same it's not it's not ryan that's for sure does greatness need that much of an intro though no my this my brother's joining the podcast (laughs) scott his name is scott with dr scott sometimes with one t just that should tell you enough about him Man, I'm excited to talk about this movie. I'm sure you are. I I am too. Uh, so the the lore as I have it is that this is one of those movies that just kind of was always in your VHS player growing up. Um, I for the we, first- we rented it. I think we probably rented it uh, from the video store. A, a few times but yeah it was it was just always in the in the vcr yeah i I'll, I'll be really interested to see kind of where you all land with it i have watched this movie exactly once uh and that was six hours ago so i don't have like the same level of nostalgia and i definitely don't understand the lore quite as well as you all do <laughs> well there's a lot to unravel so yeah in the in the world of Tao, that was it, yeah, right? Tao. World okay. of Tao. Tao Zedong. <laughs> I I I do want. You know what? I'll, I'll we're we're not going to get into it just yet. Um, well, Scott, welcome. We're glad you're here with us. Hey, thanks. Long time listener, first time on the on the pod. Hopefully yeah. soon again. We'll see. I, I mean, we we'll see. we will see. <laughs> I. The, the fact that you listen, I think, uh, should That's get true. you. Oh, I've listened to every. I've listened to every episode, some multiple times. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, listen to the fan. He's listened to the Phantom Menace both part one and two three times. Dude, that <laughs> it that was a good episode. Like I, 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 I loved all of it. Um, well, yeah. I mean, the 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 fact that you have listened to this podcast probably more than I have means that you're, you're, you're basically a guest host, like you're, you're a co-host, but this is just your first time coming on. Davis, have you ever listened to the podcast before? I have. So for season two, I would go through and listen and like edit out every cough and like every stumble editing and I... Or, and and the, the audience doesn't know this, but there were sometimes I would say at least once an episode <laughs> where either my connection would get completely uh, completely frozen up, where Davis would have to go back and fix a bunch of stuff, or I would just completely not have anything to say and just ramble on or just give a a, a thirty second long um or uh and then yeah Davis would go back and you know, fix that in post. So is that gone? Are we just, we're just, we're just, we're just going for it now. One take. One uh, take is all yeah. it is. 
Well, you know, the candidness brings a lot of character to the pod. Yeah, I, it does. I, I realized, well, one, part of the reason that, you know, we kind of had a brief hiatus between season two and season three is just the fact that, you know, life life gets in the way. And I, I didn't have time to continue my editorial duties, but I figured, I, like, by the time that we stop recording, I have already gotten all of the enjoyment out of this podcast that that I need, but we still need to like have a goal. Uh, there, 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 there needs to be a final product. And so, you know, if, if we just do it in one take and then upload it and then Scott can digest it perhaps dozens of times, mission accomplished. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, and we if we could get an editor like Pro Bono, that would be fantastic. But none that of us would to that. So, I mean, yeah, you know, if you if, if you're interested, email Skyler. Um, and... no, I'm not putting my email out there for sure. Definitely not. <laughs> you can you can comment on. Can you comment on Spotify or I don't know how that. You no, so you can't. Can. We. We do have an anchor page. I believe it's anchor.fm slash $5 Tuesdays. We also have uh, Facebook too, right? Oh yeah. We have a Facebook and an Instagram that has been long neglected, but yeah, com- comment on any of those places. And within 18 months, we're, we're, we're bound to see it. We'll get back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Between seasons is usually when we can look at comment. We do yeah. our, yeah. So what you're saying is you could have had an editor for months, but you just wouldn't have known it. Well, yeah, actually, we didn't look. We yeah. <laughs> there are like do- dozens of of people who are trying to boost their uh, podcast credentials among podcasts with listeners between ten and twenty people. We well, we were. I actually saw we were trending on Spotify. Um, we were in the top. I don't know, top fifteen podcasts. And nice. still couldn't get any editors. So yeah, we we were actually nominated for a few podcast awards, the Potties. Um, is that what it is? I know it's a real thing, but I don't I don't know if it's called the Potties. Yeah, is that it? You take a potty home if you win. I don't believe you. Take a potty. Ambies. Is for it like the- ambient podcasts. <laughs> it's like just it's just like ASMR. <laughs> just these asmr like eating pickles hello and welcome <laughs> that's not sure. such weird videos I, i'm 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 not sure if that picked up anything but it, i didn't it didn't pick up like I, I could see what you were doing but davis was like i don't know it's like an evil genius tapping on the mic but it didn't sound very asmr on my end I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm using like an alternate mic and I'm not even sure if it's like <laughs> it, the, it, it might just be going straight into my computer. I have no idea. Like the, the, this mic might be completely useless. <laughs> um, it does sound a little different than it usually does, but yeah, it could just be a different mic. But yeah, it's the Ambies, A-M-B-I-E-S had a friend in high school named Ambrielle and she went by Ambie. Hi, Ambrielle. I don't know how I feel about that. She's a listener. 
<laughs> she, that name. The, the name she, is fine. The nickname is kind of eh. She was part Filipina. Oh, okay. All right. How do you feel about it now? Great, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Racist. Um, <laughs> Just the Southeast Asianers. That's it. You're, you're like, I don't know. It sounds weird. Her name should be like <laughs> Susie or Anna or something. Or it should be like Susie Thompson. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, you wanted yeah. to chat about something Star Wars because we have to fit Star Wars into every episode. Well, yeah. So I just, I, I want to ask, like, if you all have been watching Kenobi, if you're enjoying it, and, and, and maybe even, like, is it meeting your expectations? Like, what, what did you think it was going to be? And Scott, you can take the lead. I think everyone was anticipating this show specifically. Like, who hasn't wanted to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi again? It's been like the long lost, how does he go from being so young to being almost dead in uh, New Hope? It's such a concern. It's not, but it's not death by old age, though. <laughs> what is it what, death by? What if, what if that was actually, like, Vader didn't kill him? Like, he right before the saber hits him, he just dies of old age. <laughs> <laughs> he actually died of a coronary artery disease. <laughs> <laughs> he, like he, he he gets he gets cut in half but there's there's no blood or anything because he just like dust he, yeah just right, completely dried up right before he was when he was shutting down the reactor the core reactor or whatever he was he was pounding uh ballpark franks and it really clogged up some stuff and yeah that and monster energies <laughs> he, did he, not suit him well he, there's got to be a robot chicken about that definitely he he stopped by the empire commissary on the way to the onto uh to the reactors and just went through the buffet line <laughs> it would it would totally be a mush that they feed empire workers right? uh, it wouldn't be it'd be like mush with peas it's like I, uh it's like the food that you get in the nebuchadnezzar in in um the matrix it's just mm. like mush that gives you all your nutrients that sounds tasty so yeah, I think that the the show is something that I've been really looking forward to. As far as expectations, I have a very interesting thing on this. Uh, this is a theory we don't have to go into now because this might take a while. I don't. I think it's impossible to actually please a Star Wars fan. I don't think you can. You can. No, you can't. Because someone will do something wrong somewhere down the road. Someone will make a mistake, and it's not going to fall in. It's not going to fit in line. Um, I think for the most part, they're doing a good job. I really like, I mean, Ian McGregor is a perfect Obi-Wan. I think that he fits that, uh, very they well. recast him for the series? Yeah, it's a different actor. Uh, I, think wasn't it's in the prequels. I think it's Nicolas Cage in the prequels. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> just, just screaming. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't like some of the, the, the characters in this, in this new show. Um, huh. Is one of them small and maybe female? The Leia? Are you talking about Leia? <laughs> yeah. No, I think she's been fine. Uh, I don't like the, the inquisitor girl. Sister oh, three? Sister honestly, three? Is sister. Yeah. Her? I don't sister. like any of the in inquisitors. I thought all of them were garbage. So, 
I'll be honest, I have not seen this most recent episode. The third episode, I really thought she did a better job, but man, I got so put off in the second episode when she is looking for Obi-Wan in that like hangar and she says, your feelings betray you. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is the worst version of what, what Darth Vader said. It's like 10 times worse. It was the cheesiest thing. They just need, this is why people cannot get this right. Just let people, don't try to do callbacks. Just do your own thing. This is why the, the first and second season of The Mandalorian were so good because they didn't really, like the callbacks were that it existed. Like the stormtroopers exist, right? It's not like callbacks to a specific event, which mm -hmm. is what I think everything else falls into. It just becomes... Uh, this, that, that's why the rise of Skywalker was so bad. It's because it's all callbacks. It was no original content. It was bad. Oh, sorry. I mean, it was really, really, really good for the most part. Oh, 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 what? <laughs> anyway, those are my thoughts. Davis, you want me to go or do you want to go? Um, go, go ahead, Skylar. Well, I was just going to say, okay. So the, the, <clears throat> just commenting on what Scott said about, Star Wars fans can't be happy. I will prove you wrong with one movie. Rogue One. Okay. Um, so Rogue One, I remember prior to it coming out, there was a theory that was super interesting talking about how the Rogue One crew uh, is going to somehow become the Knights of Red. Oh, okay? yes. Do you know that one, Davis? Yes. I love that theory. And I was like super interested in it because, and, and the reason why it was popular was mostly because uh, like, we don't know anything about Jin or so or any of those uh, cats later on. Um, and when they all die, spoiler alert. Uh, Thanks. After I said it, or I said spoiler alert after I spoiled it. Um, when they all die, like it did not upset me um because i thought the movie was great before then and they finish it on such a high note with with the vader scene that that was a movie that did not disappoint me at all i think like even the things that could have been potentially upsetting like every main character dying uh from the from the movie um it still was i thought it a big success but i i get what you're saying though like can i step in and maybe yeah yeah, yeah. maybe add something to that because I agree with you. Rogue One is the, of all of the movies that they've made since Disney's acquired, best one so by far. Best, best thing they've done. But I feel like there's a reason why it's so good. That movie had one job. Fill in the plot hole of A New Hope. It had to fill in how they got the plans. That's the only thing that it had to do, right? So beyond that, it could have been anything. You could have had light to intense story. It had one job was to fill in that plot hole. Every other Star Wars story has had to carry the canon forward. Okay. And so when they carry the canon, they don't know how to do it. Do That's they go point. nostalgia? Do they go nostalgia route? Mm -hmm. Do they just say, because if you look at, um, if you look at Force Awakens, that's just a new hope. That's that's really not a different story. It's just a new hope. Yeah, a reskin. And and I, I think they they went a safe route. So J.J. Abrams is not uh, Jar Jar Abrams, which I think was pro probably for the best. He didn't want that nickname. Wait, what? Remember that was like the running joke that he was gonna people if he messed up, he was gonna they're gonna start calling him Jar Jar oh, Abrams. Oh, okay. 
And and then in in uh, Last Jedi, they went, they kind of went bold. Part of it, part of it, they went bold, and the other part of it, they went safe. And so it just made everyone mad. It made everyone mad. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, Rise of Skywalker, it's all nostalgia. It's all callbacks. Hey, do you remember this ship? Hey, do you remember this person? And so I think they need to just get rid of the the Skywalker storyline and just be done. Do something new, something completely different. That's how you're going to win Star Wars fans over. So hopefully they do the the Knights of the Old Republic. That would be awesome. I I don't know to what extent Dave Filoni is overseeing the Kenobi series. I know it seems like Deborah Chow is directing every episode, um, I so. which I don't. I don't think they're. Uh, I believe in the Book of Boba Fett, they switched off um, a little bit. And as well with The Mandalorian, obviously, they switched directors like every episode pretty much. Um, <clears throat> so I, I do I do like that it's maybe maybe having one person is important there. But I think there needs to be some like creative oversight, uh, either going through. And I don't know to what extent John Favreau is involved either with like the oversight of any of the stuff. Um, but I, it hasn't met my expectation. Um, I would say it, the last two episodes have been better for me. Uh, but it also hasn't been very exciting. Like even the stuff that is supposed to be exciting, uh, exciting scenes. Like the Leia chase? Uh, Yeah. Like be 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 more specific because there's been at least five. <laughs> so Through when woods, when Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers decides to become part of the Star Wars canon, and starts tripping all over the place as if he is in like a Three Stooges movie where they just can't catch a girl, a little girl that's what she's she's supposed to be like. Is she ten? Is that what they said? She's like ten years old. Oh yeah, it's ten years after, right? It's so ten years after. So they can't catch this little girl. They're just falling all over the place. If you would have had the like song playing, it yep. would have just been perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, the Inquisitors have been semi-disappointing. I don't know. I just, like, they don't feel very menacing to me. Like, Vader has. Like, the Vader scenes Thank from Vader. episode three were crazy cool. Like, it was pretty violent, honestly. Violent, totally. Vader just mindlessly killing people. Um, other than that, though, like the Inquisitors just aren't doing it for me. The live action version. Well, I think what what might have been more impactful is if potentially the Inquisitors were maybe people that you knew. Does that make sense? Like maybe Jedi that you had heard of, or they're in some canon at some point. There's a little more like stakes involved because these are past Jedi that have gone, you know, they've, they've been corrupted by the dark side, or at least they've had to go that way, but they don't feel that way. They just feel evil. They don't yeah. feel like they used to be good. They don't feel like they, they just, and they're more status symbol than they are like intimidating. None of them are very intimidating. I don't feel men like Vader feels terrifying, but the others don't. Scott can't even so, watch the Vader scenes. I'm so scared. <laughs> it's like, just pe- peeking between his fingers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I need to put a dis uh, another Disney product on in between the scenes so I can kind of like calm my nerves. Fox and the Hound. Fox and the Hound. Dumbo. 
you're like, whew, that 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 was scary. I'm gonna watch the scene where, where Pinocchio. Gets drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm 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 gonna watch that scene in Dumbo where those racist ass crows come in and start just ruining. Or I'm the gonna movie. go. I'm gonna watch Pinocchio where this creepy guy starts seducing young boys to come to the island. Like no weird stuff at all. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna watch Little Mermaid and see if I can see the penis castle or or if that's just made up stuff on the internet. Like all these weird Disney things really get me calmed. They're like puzzles. <laughs> so I, 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 a couple thoughts. First off, Skylar, you you mentioned that Darth Vader was mindlessly killing, and I was thinking about like mindless being the opposite of mindful, and Darth Vader having like his own version of the calm app where he's just like <laughs> like with with intentionality force choking the life out of someone or something yeah. um i don't know anyway i like that uh and and then so i i i have a lot of thoughts but i i want to respond quickly to the point on the inquisitors before before i uh, pan out a little bit i i have liked third sister's portrayal of the character like I, I i think that whoever's playing i can't remember if reva is her real name or the character name but anyway it's third sister okay so the person who's playing reva third sister i think she's doing a good job with what she has and like we're we're getting closer to more exposition on her character but without that exposition it's hard for me to like sympathize or understand she she keeps saying like you have no idea what i've like what i've been through or what the jedi have 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 done to me like they i don't know they they owe their pound of flesh and i'm almost certain that we're going to get a flashback where she is one of the younglings who in the in the wake of order 66 gets abandoned by the jedi but like even if we were to see that one scene of just her being amidst the the younglings i i don't know if that's enough and granted i don't really want to see like the years of torture or whatever that they put her through to to make it so three straight episodes of just just (laughs) child torture torture. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and, that's and, like dragon ball z dude <laughs> and, and, and and it would be especially brutal because like the reason that they would be torturing her is not to like get information or for her to do something other than to have like more hatred and pain that she can then draw on and like channel into the dark side of the force so that would be tough but i i also fifth brother the guy who has like ashy gray skin. I don't know who that is. Green, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who it is, but every time he speaks, I think it's Benedict Wong, uh, who, who plays Wong in Doctor Strange. Just kind of like his, the gravelly voice that he has. And he's like, You are not in charge here, third sister. And I, I know it's not. I've looked it up, but. That would, that would be kind of fun if it was. Tie okay. in to the MCU. <laughs> he just like takes his sling ring out. He's, he's a like, variant. Yeah, he's a variant. Yeah. <laughs> Leia, go through here. 
that that'd be a crazy variant you've got wong like the um what what's the term for the sorcerer supreme sorcerer supreme and then the variant of him is an inquisitor <laughs> um, no, i think one thing that's doing the series an injustice is them including leia yes uh, go, go go ahead F- finish your thoughts yeah. John. they're just this is what i'm getting at with they don't they don't know what to do with Star Wars product. They feel like if they don't include all of these callbacks that you will forget or you won't be enthralled or intrigued. But like really, the Leia's purpose is to get Obi-Wan to get back on the path of being a Jedi or like somewhere. And you could have done that in tons of different ways, right? Like yes. you, could have, you could have had him have like, you know, maybe... I don't know, maybe uh, you could find out that that Anakin is still alive and maybe he wants to go and save him. I don't know. Like maybe he feels that drive to do that. You could have had him because he doesn't want to protect. Like how many times? Like, I don't want to go save Leia. I don't want to do it. She's going to be like, it's not my job. And it was guilt that made him go do it. And they keep bringing that up. They're like, well, a Jedi can't not help people. Um, But you could have had that same thing then with Anakin. Like he's, his goal is to save him. And that was the whole thing, why he felt so guilty to begin with. And you could have had it had more passion and meaning, but instead you've got Leia who I don't mind her character, but it just feels like it doesn't have to be a part of it. Uh, So Leia has been probably my biggest gripe of the whole show for, for a number of reasons. Number one, I hate that this six episode show that is one one of the most anticipated like Disney plus projects has had a 10 year old Leia as its co-lead. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how much screen time (laughs) baby Leia has had. And, and for what, like I, I, there are so many parts of the history of the galaxy that are endlessly fascinating to me and that I have so much headcanon wrapped up in. Knowing what Leia was like as a 10-year-old girl is like so far down on my list. <laughs> like I, I would probably be more interested in learning about the way that Leia and Luke were conceived than I would be <laughs> learning about what Leia was like as a 10-year-old girl. And I, I just, I, I have a lot of trouble with that. So on the one hand, I think it's unfair to make such a young actor, such a big part of this, of this show. Number two, like Scott, to your point, the whole, just like, like shoehorning in all of this garbage where it's either direct quotes that, that are like, it, it, it's it's not even a reference it's just like like I, I guess it is but it's just like hey these these are the exact same words or we're supposed to get that even at age 10 Leia is like this spunky little spitfire and she they they feed her these lines it it, it reminds me of when people go on the internet and lie about what their kids said to them where like 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 you know it's like uh 
like earlier today, I was I was making a PB and J sandwich for my five year old and was about to throw out the the heel of the of the bread and and my five year old stopped me and said, but mother, if we can't be trusted to do do the best with the food that we have, how can we ever expect to receive more? Like so grateful for this kid, just obviously lying, like obviously lying. And I feel like they feed baby Leia these lines that feel like that where like, it's supposed to be some kind of serve or like some huge moment where we're like, oh yeah, but it's it just comes off as so cringe. Um, and then again, we have six episodes with this with this character and so much of it has just been like Leia gets captured she gets freed she gets captured she gets freed she gets captured she gets freed why 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 are we devoting all this time again like you 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 were saying there are so many ways that we could have gone from old so <laughs> so Someone that I listened to uh, refer, is referring to this version of Obi-Wan as oldie washed Kenobi. And that that feels like, you know, kind of right there where we just have this old, old version of Obi-Wan, Ben Kenobi, we'll call him, who's just like totally lost his, his touch. But that could have been done in so many ways that doesn't rely on a child actor to be his main co-star. What if he found out that there was a conspiracy to capture Luke or, 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 or that Luke's cover had been blown. And so he by himself had to go and like try and fight off this power or get in contact with the path to, to hopefully like get him to safety or whatever. I, 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 th I think my biggest complaint about the way that they're handling these Star Wars Disney Plus projects is The Mandalorian was a revelation, like incredible. Season one, I, I, I had no idea what to expect. You know, Mandalorians are cool. So I figured that it would be cool, but they took like completely new characters and built this incredibly rich world that had hardly anything to do with anything that we had seen and that that's one of the things about star wars is like you're in an entire galaxy in a place far far away where where you have interplanetary travel where you have like this co-mingling of different species where you have different factions and, and different times in history there are so many things that you can do that don't revolve around the Skywalker saga. And I feel like for these new shows where you're getting new characters and new places, they dive headfirst into like the world building and the, the just building out those aspects of uh, to, 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 to make sure that the show can like stand on its own two feet. And with Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan so far, I feel like both times they were just they, they they wanted to wheel out this flashy part of like piece of IP and be like, hey, huh, huh, Boba Fett, right? You thought he was gone. Here he is. Boom. Like Boba Fett, I can't remember how many episodes it was, but it could have been at least three or four episodes shorter. Like they 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 were so thin on material 
that I wish they had just taken a little more time and like developed something that I think was was more intentional. And and again with with Obi Wan, it feels like they had a few things that they wanted to like get in there or say or do, but it it has felt like there there's just been a little bit of sputtering so far in in the series and who knows maybe the last two episodes will just totally be a revelation and everything will tie in and i'm like oh wow baby leia like that was a serve she has such good dialogue now but i doubt it and i I guess i'm kind of playing into scott's point about like how (laughs) i'm just generally unhappy now as a fan but well and it's hard because disney Disney is force feeding the Star Wars universe to have Marvel syndrome. They just want to release as much new content as they can as fast as humanly possible. That's a lot easier to do in the Marvel universe because you have so many comic books to rely on. I mean, you could right. just do anything. And in the Star in Marvel canon, just everything could be a variant or from the multiverse, right? You could basically make a complete mistake like a lot of movies that they've made and just be like, well, whoops, that was a variant. That was the, from the crappy universe, you know? (laughs) Um, But in star Wars, their fans, like the star Wars fans, I don't think anyone would be mad if they said, we're going to take a two years to make Obi-Wan. Like, I think everyone would have been like, cool. I think that's going to be good. And like you said, like, what if they did with Luke, they could have had like, um, something where Luke has been contracted to be kidnapped and maybe it's the crime syndicate. You have not seen much of the crime syndicate in any, the only time you've seen them in non animated was the brief second in solo where you see that was just a movie in and of itself, obviously, but um, add that. And it doesn't even have to be Darth Maul, have other people in there, have these like crime bosses here. Right. Totally. And I think more of Kira's story. Kira's cool. You could do a lot with that, but they just don't. And I don't know why. I don't know the struggle. I don't know. Well, I think part of it is like towards the end of Rise of Skywalker, they showed Leia, like Leia had more to do with the force. Yeah. But that was never really stated. That was kind of shoehorned in doesn't have to be the craziest thing. I mean, they're siblings and their father, obviously, but what's hard is that I feel like that's what they're trying to do. I think they're, I feel like they're trying to give Leia tons of backstory of like, look, she's always been awesome. Look, she's always been force sensitive, but that was very not relevant or not, not seen in really in all of the original trilogy, not even in the only thing that you saw in, in um, Return of the Jedi was she felt Luke's presence. Like that's the only inclination of force sensitivity that you have. But in, in, in Last Jedi, she's, she floated like a space witch. She Mary Poppins through the sky. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, witch. <laughs> I, I, I really like uh, Last Jedi, but that, that was kind of a, a silly scene. Um, so one one of the things that that is frustrating, and th- this will be my last comment. I, I I know that I've kind of taken over the back end of this, but we we don't want this to just be a uh, Kenobi reaction episode. <laughs> I like there are so many avenues right now that are at Disney's disposal for telling stories. So right now 
they're tackling an entirely new like segment of of star wars history with the high republic that to this point has been books and comic books they're about to release a video game at some point like in the next year or two that's going to dive even deeper into that but there's like a whole rich world that 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 is being built solely off of like print media right now and not everyone is going to consume that and that's okay but like there have also been books that have been written about leia or or that were written about queen amidala these these characters that deserve to be like fleshed out a little bit more i i just i i don't know why they chose to seemingly shanghai the the obi-wan series to tell this story about leia when like if it were urgent there are plenty of other ways to do it if it's something that they want perhaps like the more casual star wars fan to get into like the the people who aren't reading every scrap of news and and, and content then just make a leia show and 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 you like Honestly, I would be so much more in on this if this were like, like, I don't know, Princess Leia origin or whatever, and Obi-Wan just happened to be a part of it. Like he, he was the means by which she, she was rescued as opposed to Obi-Wan is trying to rescue Leia and that is the means by which he runs into Vader. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so my my last thought is I, I think uh, just kind of going to the point Davis was saying about how how many episodes they've taken with Leia, um, and it's in a six episode series. Um, I I feel like they're trying. The main reason why you even have Leia in this show is because like trying to make that connection, like why did Leia trust Obi-Wan with the Death Star plans, right? Like why why was she, he the only one that she would trust him uh, in trust with the plans? Um, and like you could do that in 30 minutes. Like the rescue scene where Leia builds this relationship with Obi-Wan could be a 30 minute thing, right? And then when Alderaan gets destroyed, or I, at that point, had Alderaan been destroyed? When she had no, not it? yet. Not yet. Okay. I, um, I have the quote if you want me to read it, like the, yeah. the transmission. Yes. She said, General Kenobi, years ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. Now he begs you to help him in his struggle against the Empire. I regret that I, that I am unable to present my father's request to you in person, but my ship has fallen under attack, and I'm afraid my mission to bring you to Alderaan has failed. I've placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. My father will know how to retrieve it. You must see this droid safely delivered to him on Alderaan. This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Okay. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Um, that was, was that memor- that was memorized, right? Yes. I, I, it, it took a second to remember Committed the sequence. Nerd. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not but, happy with anything that they've done with Star Wars since that quote. <laughs> that was it for me. Um, no, I, I think that's that's the really the only reason to have Leia in in the series. And it seems like there's so much to get tied up in two episodes 
I don't I don't really know how this is gonna end, but it's and this like is the co- only one they're doing, right? They're not doing another season. I was gonna say they, they better not no drag it out and wrap out. this up by making an Obi-Wan season two. Yeah, I, I think they Kathleen Kennedy said it was just gonna be a one one season deal. But um the 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 the, the season finale ends on a cliffhanger. It's like guys. Leia's been kidnapped again. <laughs> You're not going to believe it. <laughs> by someone even more evil. Emperor Palpatine himself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, do you think they're going to bring Padme back somehow? To life? Just just zombie Padme comes just, and saves Leia. They're like trying to figure out other ways to give fan service. And they're like, do you think we can bring Padme back? Like we've got Palpatine. I don't know. A clone? A clone of Padme? Ew. Pa- Padme, like, just her decrepit flesh, like, uh, like, like Emperor Zombie Palpatine. Strange. It's, yeah. it's, it's just, um, it's just, uh, her, her Kira Knightley replacement from, <laughs> from Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, actually, the woman that, that Anakin married and had children with was not actually <laughs> Princess Amidala. It was one of her handmaidens. Yeah, they're like it's like a it's like a, a prestige, right? Like they're going yeah. back and forth. <laughs> Kira Knightley and and uh, her name slipped in my mind. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know I. It seems like um, the the success of the Clone Wars with tying up things that we behind like stuff that wasn't shown in the movies, um, like they're I feel like they're doing a little bit too much of that. Like the I I got my full taste of the Inquisitors uh, at least when I finish, um, but in Star Wars Rebels, like. It is kind of cool to see them on the big screen. It's also kind of weird to see them on the big screen or not the big screen, the live action screen. Um, but also doesn't feel completely necessary to see them live action. So I, I think that there's so much um, that they're trying to, you know, this entire series should be uh, an independent Obi-Wan story that we have not, no knowledge about, doesn't really pertain to Leia. I, I honestly don't, I wish the Inquisitors weren't even in it because that just feels like fan service to me as well. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I, like I said, I've, been, I've enjoyed the last two episodes more than the first two. Uh, I'm guessing the last two episodes, the, uh, five and six are going to be Rise of Skywalker-esque with how many things they need to tie up. Hey, I have a random last question. That meat that Obi Wan keeps taking off from his job for his like camel thing—is he stealing that? Is he is is that not supposed to happen? I think he's stealing. It's a brave I, man. So, I have a friend who is like so much deeper into Star Wars lore than I am, who was actually able to answer this question for me because yeah, I'm like, they're 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 like spitting in the faces of people who aren't working to like the very end of their shift right that guy gets pissed because he doesn't get paid enough yeah and so it's like he's stealing me like in front of them right so so this friend of mine explained you know the 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 force works differently with 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 people who are who are force sensitive 
And Obi-Wan Kenobi has like ha- has always had kind of a, a a force cloaking around him, which is number one, like why he is what's that? Like a mind trick kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But basically that, that that he is able both consciously and subconsciously to to shape the the reality of those around him in subtle ways. So that that kind of explains why he is always hilariously bad at uh like being incognito or or in costume or, or like in disguises like well, he's in his like jedi garb all the time <laughs> yeah yeah he, he's just he's always walking around in jedi clothes and everyone's like hmm hey ben that, yeah like you you don't belong on this empire base or maybe you do um and and he so the, the, this friend mentioned a line from new hope where darth vader said something like i sense a presence or something i i, I can't remember the exact line but like basically even even vader who has spent you know the the latter half of his life hating and wanting to kill obi-wan kenobi couldn't quite tell that it was him that was on the death star he just noticed a presence that was a little askance um and so i guess you know him just cutting that meat off in 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 broad daylight is either him like subtly using that cloaking or he's just been so good at not being caught for little things like that his entire life that he just takes it for granted that was a great explanation for a random question that I had. Thank yeah. you, Davis. No problem. <laughs> All right. I, I think we'll, we'll, pro- we'll probably wrap it up there. Uh, we, we may have to have like an emergency pod uh, after, after the season finale to, to discuss, you know, fi- final thoughts. And we've done enough Star Wars talk that I think we'll probably save the Ahmad Best interview for, uh, for next episode. Yeah. Uh, and, and also just for time, but let's, let's dive right into Warriors of Virtue. Um, this, this movie came out in 1997. Um, it says, so yeah, came, came out in 1997, directed by Ronnie Yu. Uh, this, oof, had a budget of $35 million and box office made a measly 6.5 million. So a a commercial flop uh layman one leg ryan jeffers played by mario yadida has has few friends in high school and spends most of his time with chinese restaurant chef ming played by dennis dunn who gives him the book of tao when he is goaded by the football team into a danger in into a dangerous ceremony ryan falls into a whirlpool and emerges in the magical land of tao his leg fully healed he is led to Master Chung, played by Chao Li Chi, whose heroic warriors battle against the greedy Lord Komodo, played by Angus McFadden. Uh, McFadden. Ryan joins their fight. You know what? That, like, I watched this movie and I basically stopped understanding what was happening right where that uh, right, right, right where that summary leaves off. 
and there was at least an hour left in the movie <laughs> at that point so yeah i mean I'll, I'll 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 hand it over to you all just to do, kind of do we give... even want to give it a score well davis i'm curious to hear your initial thoughts you're a first time viewer of this movie like you've yeah. got fresh eyes okay maybe maybe i will jump in so uh, i was having a lot of trouble grading this right because well first off i was watching it on youtube and i don't know if it was my internet or like how it was uploaded but it couldn't have been more than like 240p uh i mean it, it was it was shocking watching something that looked like it was being played on a calculator uh and and, and trying to make sense of what was going on <laughs> it's just like uh, eight zero zero eight five. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not even a graphing calculator. So, I, I I thought I thought that this movie one was like really fetishizing Asian culture, and I had a lot of issue with that until I saw that the director was Ronnie Yu who is from Hong Kong, I still have problems with it, but I don't know if it's my place to like question someone from who's, who, who is from Hong Kong, but like, I don't know, just a lot of like, like ancient Chinese secret stuff. Uh, but I, I, I will, I, so I, I guess that was one level of it. Uh, probably an unfair level of analysis because one, this is a kid's movie. Two, it came out in 1997. And and three, you know, I, I have very different sensibilities. People. What's that? I said kangaroos are the main people. That too, that too. <laughs> um, I, th this movie had like fantastic fight choreography and wire work. Uh, really, really strong fight scenes the things between that got a little dicey um i i i can't even explain the level of overacting that angus mcfadden uh komodo yeah. ended in on 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 this like so some some people like if if you if you're overacting some people call that chewing the scenery. This dude was chomping on the whole set. I mean, he was like so over the top. <laughs> I could hardly understand what he was saying, much less his motivations. But he did enough to convince me that he is a villain in a kid's movie. <laughs> um, there, there, were, there were a lot of times where I felt like this was dangerously close to treading on other IP, like the whole sensei trains animals. It's like impossible to ignore the, yeah. the connection to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then towards the end of the movie, spoiler alert, when all of the, all of the ruse combined their elemental powers to form one one unit that destroys evil like they're 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 lucky that they just became like a ball of energy and not a silver-skinned guy with a green mullet uh, because they, they 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 would have been hearing from captain planet <laughs> um 
I don't know. I mean, again, it's a kid's movie. So like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying not to give too much of like, I'm, I'm not trying to ding them for the incomprehensible plot. I will say, uh, Ryan Jeffers, I didn't know that he was lame in one leg until he tried to get up on that pipe and climb across the whirlpool. I, 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 I just thought that he was like small and got picked on for being lame, but, or, or excuse me, I, 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 lame, I, to, kid. I know <laughs> I, 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 I need to eliminate that from my vocabulary for that very reason that he was uncool. Hmm. And then the, and, and, and they're like, don't do it. Don't do it. You can't do it. I'm like, he can do it. He's just little. And then I see he's got a leg brace. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> they, they, they've been, got real. Yeah. They, they've been so much meaner to him than I thought they were being. <laughs> um, okay. I just want to point out two quick things. Number one, the football coach was Warren Moon. What? What? Like, like, like one of NFL the greatest. Uh, yeah, like, arguably, the greatest, if not one of, like, if not the greatest, definitely one of the greatest players to ever play in the Canadian Football League. And the guy who plays one of the like cronies with the tattoo on his on yeah, on the side of yeah. his head, Lee Ehrenberg. So I recognized him as the guy from Seinfeld who said that Jerry was a phony behind his back, but he's also one of the like funny pirates uh, in in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's, he's the one who doesn't always lose his eyeball. So fun, fun, fun little, I, I, I probably should have started with that and ended on Warren moon because I felt like that one got a bigger pop. Uh, if you look at the cast, doesn't it say Warren Moon as himself? Uh, it just says coach. On, <laughs> I'm just on joking. Google. It's oh. like NFL, NFL, and CFL legend Warren Moon coaches a high school football team. Yeah, it's like like Warren Moon as himself, and just like we were supposed to assume that Brian was 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 disabled in one leg we're just supposed to know implicitly that that's warren moon <laughs> oh that's hilarious uh scott did you want to go or do you want me uh okay i'll say a couple of thoughts here <laughs> so i have some detailed notes he said oh i've got notes on my <laughs> phone i took some some definite notes here so yeah skylar and i have seen this movie many times not like it's not it wasn't our go-to growing up but we watched this plenty of times pause it when i saw this today uh watched it earlier it felt like the first time like that's how much i remembered it's been it's been a while uh davis i will say as a side note i should have i let skylar know today when he watched it this movie is on tubi for free what uh 1080p quality whoa so now you can go back and watch it if you can muster up the strength um so yeah some of my initial thoughts are, like you said, it's hard to judge a movie that's a kid's movie, right? You don't want to be too critical on something that is meant for a younger audience. What about Paddington 2? <laughs> hey, that's a, I've actually never seen that movie, but from Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, I feel like I need to watch it because that's, that's huge. 
Um, yeah, the fight scenes were really actually done very well. It was funny because I remember when I watched it, I was like, oh, that's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. And, and what's funny is, is that this movie came out years before that movie. And so I think that Crouching Tiger owes Wars of Virtue a little bit of credit for their uh, revolutionary choreography. Although I feel like it was a, like, we got to get, we got to get this, cor- uh, this choreographer for our <laughs> who movie. did that kangaroo movie. We need to get them on board. Um, I will say it was a very odd choice to speed up the fight scenes. They felt a little hard to watch because I was not sure what was going on at times. It was like yeah. very jarring and like it's presentation, but very well choreographed, which was awesome. And then like, like Davis says, after that, between all of those is a little odd. Uh, let's see. I've, I've wrote down some of the other properties that they stole from. They used the word the force in this movie. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, it said like the force of nature or the force of elements or something like yep. that. Yeah. Uh, they also, what was the, what was, I don't know, the, tra- the Mr. Miyagi, which is kind of who that guy was anyway. Yeah. Esque. He Splint- even looked like Pat Morita. Yeah. Bit. Yeah. So I called him Splinterish, is what I was yes. calling him. Yes. <laughs> um, he also used the word morphing. He says they don't morph as in as if they are the Power Rangers. Um, it's very odd that yeah, they were that like dabbling in you they were they were really trying to jump on the back of some of these other other things. The biggest question that I had though was with Ming from the beginning. Um, so for the listeners uh, who hopefully are going to watch this, this is a man who is odd, has an odd relationship with our main character. Uh, don't really know how they came to know each other, but he is clearly a significantly older than he is. And he hang, they hang out, seems regularly, not sure how often, whenever, whenever he's having a, our young heroes having a hard day, he'll come in and they chat. Um, and he does some pretty impressive karate work while in the kitchen. Um, I was very concerned about the four food, the, the, the poor food hygiene that they were having, though. He's like bouncing the lettuce on his chest and then feeding <laughs> it to people. Um, wasn't quite <laughs> sure about that choice. And, but the and, thing, uh, t- tomatoes just rolling around <laughs> loose in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and then he definitely does this like, this like roundhouse kick to the sink to turn it on. I was <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Like cool, cool, but absolutely the least necessary <laughs> display of martial arts ever, like ever, ever put on. All of that to make some pretty basic fried rice. <laughs> but this is the question that I had, and I'm not sure what I because after re-watching this, I'm not sure. Does Ming know of Tao? Does he know about this hidden land that you can get transported to? He, he, he told, didn't he tell Ryan about it? He gave him the book and he says, this will help you in your future and like in your life. I, I got the vibe that he knew about it. Um, but I also get the vibe that it's all in Ryan's head. So like m- maybe like a- everything that happens in Tao, it seems like comes from Ryan's own mind. And so maybe he just kind of like has this little myth or f- family his uh, story or something like that and uh ryan got on some you know psychedelics mushrooms. yeah <laughs> psychedelics or something and 
hallucinated about Tao. I, I'm not sure, but I, I get the feeling that uh, Ming did know about it. Or played into some weird dream somehow. I don't know. Yeah, um, I, 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 I was waiting for... I, I was waiting for it to be like a like a Wizard of Oz type thing where it's like, oh, what a what what a terrible dream. But we, well, uh, okay. Question for you because I, I I didn't catch it when he goes back to reality and basically has an opportunity to like rewind his life by thirty or forty seconds. <laughs> it, it, is is his leg still in a brace? Okay. Yeah, he I goes, think when he goes back, he gets better perspective. <laughs> His life got worse. <laughs> it, it just a snapped spine, and he, he he's a quadriplegic, and they're like, "Go over the pole!" Like, if, <laughs> if you want to be one of us, go over the. <laughs> but yeah, so he the, the whole premise of this movie is that he gets better perspective on life. <laughs> same same bad situation, just not no longer worried about his lame leg as they so put it multiple times in the movie and in the description yes. <laughs> what a great way to think about someone's physical limitation he 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 finally had the courage to take chucky's advice to make like tom and cruise <laughs> oh those were, chucky had some good lines um, I, I, I wrote a few down did you hear the what they were saying when they were going down they were doing the follow the leader what he said with the flashlight. Did you hear that one? Oh, yeah. He says, are they going to cut? He's like, they're going to cut off our wieners like they are hot dogs. And he dangles the flashlight in front of it as if it is his appendage. And then he says hot dog and meatballs or something. Like hot dog that. and yeah. meatballs. Hot, hot dogs, right? With meatballs on the side. <laughs> I, I had to pause it and rewind it because I don't remember that ever being said. But you don't I actually, when, when I heard that, I turned on the subtitles to make sure that's what, was, what he said. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, I'll let Skylar, you take over for a second. I'll let you share some thoughts before we go further. Okay. Um, so uh, one thing that I thought was kind of funny, and I, I can't recall. I, I feel like I watched something recently that had something similar to this, but like, I loved how, uh, as far as cinematography goes, like slowing down the camera in certain scenes, like builds the intensity of the of the moment. Like there was the scene at the football game where Ryan's like looking up at that uh, the girl in the stands, which that was a very strange. Uh, I don't know if he had a crush on her or what. He does. I had to look it up. That's okay. Yeah, it didn't make it said. Scott dug it deep into the lore for this. <laughs> Ryan Ryan seems to only like girls that are at least a foot taller than him, be, be, because all, all all of his like quasi love interests one seem to have no interest in him whatsoever, and two, he's he's standing like maximum <laughs> bosom level with him, some navel. Maybe that's why there's interest. <laughs> <laughs> it's all perspective. <laughs> oh, the other thing I noticed was: Do he and Chucky seem much smaller than everyone else at their? Yes. School? Yes. Okay. Yeah, significantly. Like they're not even the same age. Like even just looking at their faces, uh, Ryan looks a lot 
younger than the you know the quarterback who he he uh advises to run the bootleg instead of the whatever warren moon advised it's like you're really gonna you know say warren moon i mean i guess if he's not warren moon as himself but whatever um yeah the football the football scene was interesting um he's just a savant i guess with as far as far as sports goes the the other like i never knew a manager playing football in high school that was like so into the game that they're like i don't know he feels a part of the team i also didn't have a manager that was lame so uh when when you when you lose the use of one of your one one of your appendages all your other senses are heightened and so because he didn't have a full mobility of his of his leg he was able to like see the game in a totally different way okay that yeah happened. yeah it's like uh like 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 daredevil, daredevil. Yep. Yeah. Daredevil. yeah yeah he's blind but but he can see um okay yeah so pre going into tau uh those were my thoughts um i actually i actually read a significant amount maybe i should wait to go into this did y'all read about any of the backstory of the movie like how it all got how it all got started scott did you get into with that? the four the four doctors or whatever is that were, they all, about? were they all doctors i thought the okay. dad was a doctor in 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 the credits it said like producers like so and so like uh, let, let, let's just say their their last name was brian i, I can't remember what it was but it's like like angus bryan md drew okay. bryan md all, so all, the four doctors that made it they they were like dabbled. They're brothers though they're brothers yeah. mm-hmm. so um so i mean weird. i'll share what i what i know about it and then you can you can chime in when when i when i get through it or even interrupt me i don't care uh so these brothers have this idea and it, 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 it's it's really interesting because Sorry, you, you just said we could oh, interrupt yeah. you. No, you're good. It, yeah, feel free to keep doing that. Um, I was like, I feel like Davis isn't typically like as aggressive with the interruptions, so that felt that felt like and, scared I, him. I'm 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 not good at it at all because like I I hate interrupting people, which is why I stutter sometimes as kind of like a false start into a thought. So you're you're talking. I'm like, let's do it. I'm like, I I I I I I. Uh. Is that is Ashton Kutcher around here? Am I getting am I getting punked? What? Where are the cameras, bro? Where like are the, the cameras? It's like the lamest the lamest <laughs> punked episode. It's like, okay, interrupt him, interrupt him, go cut him off aggressively. And I'm like, I, I'm literally shaking. I'm so scared right now. <laughs> What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? <laughs> all right, all right. Four doctors, <laughs> okay. brothers. Okay. So they have this lame idea, and I get the vibe um, based on what I read that the only purpose they had for making this movie was to make money. Like um, they wanted to make a successful franchise, and it was just supposed to be a money maker. Like didn't put a lot of effort clearly into the story, fleshing out the story. Um, I really felt confused too. Like. I just, I got caught up in a lot of the overacting and um, the kangaroo faces. Yeah. How about that? The female kangaroo, the, like the kind of pale one. Yeah. That was terrifying. 
I, um, I kept getting sucked into the guy that sounds like Batman. I thought most. Of oh them- yeah. I, I so when when they started introducing the kangaroos, I rolled my eyes because I w- I was like I, I'll bet you anything in the world that the voice actress who does like Phil and Lil from uh from Rugrats is gonna be one of the voices for this because she she just pops up everywhere but she she wasn't there I I I don't know if they couldn't afford her if she was busy doing something else or if she just had no interest in being a uh kung fu kangaroo that's what they should have called the movie by the way kung fu kangaroos I I I probably would have rented it if if it had been called the kung fu kangaroos anyway so uh what from what I read was is these four guys all they had was the idea of kung fu kangaroos that was all they came into it with they didn't have a story developed or anything like that and so they had some or they didn't have any connections in hollywood either so they hire they hire uh somebody to write the scripts and their dad ends up funding the entire project Mm -hmm. so i think he paid production all of that jazz was 36 ish million and then it was another 20 million in promotions that the dad paid for. Well, Jeez. because they had a huge toy line too. Yeah. So they tried pumping out a toy line. Um, Cause the dad, that's how the dad was successful as he had this big toy company, but okay. So this is t- uh, going back to something Davis mentioned. Um, the very first thing Davis mentioned um, was, so it was, uh, it was it was co it was co-produced or not co-produced yeah maybe mgm um as well as oh i don't even remember the, the name of the other company but it was a chinese oh, i gotta find this it yeah, was i'll a, look it up for you it's a chinese um like a state production company so it was co-produced by these two companies with the idea that this was being marketed to American and Chinese viewers. So I, I think um, like you, you get that vibe and, and a lot of the tropes in it aren't necessarily like legit Chinese anything. I mean, maybe some of the, like, I think we just think, it seems like it was, uh, an Americanized Chinese uh, movie is is kind of what it, what it felt like, um, and so I don't know who who they hired to write a lot of this stuff. Um, like you mentioned, the the director is from Hong Kong, but um, the target audience was supposed to be like American as well as Chinese viewers, uh, but it ended up coming across more like just American audience and. Um, they, I, I think the 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 revenue for over like the international revenue was like a hundred thousand or something like that. So it did not do well outside of the U.S. and it didn't do well here either. Um, <laughs> I, I, I remember reading at the time it was the third lowest release of all or third lowest grossing release of all time um, in a of, of a movie that that uh, opened in over two thousand theaters. So didn't, did not do well at all. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's my backstory behind it. So maybe that explains like 
why the lack of story well maybe not the lack of story well yeah it does that as well but maybe why it it kind of feels very so much of it feels like asian cultures infused in the stories because mm. of the audience they were trying to target uh, so i'm i'm now very interested in the line of uh, action figures that they created for this but it is, hasn't I, ordered already i know <laughs> I, I i i will set that aside for just a second to to point to point out just a few things so we've talked about how this movie thematically is borrowing from a lot of other properties I, again, watched this on YouTube. Just Google Warriors of Virtue. You can find it. The, the comments are littered with people who saw this as kids and thought it was either like something that they dreamed or would never find the movie again. But, <laughs> but there, there is one person who commented, rare videos by Javier Vargas TV. He says... I feel like everyone needs to see this movie. What an absolute classic and banger of a Kung Fu movie. Now that alone is fairly audacious. <laughs> now, he says, most of the modern day movies have, have ripped off of this. Kung Fu Panda with the scroll and most of the wisdom. Avatar The Last Airbender for obvious reasons, controlling the elements and so many others. The fight choreography is perfect in this. I kind of agree with that. Now, if only the ruse weren't so creepy looking in the face, I definitely agree with that. Although they did great with the animatronics, this rivals the Dark Crystal. Also love how there was a Bruce Lee poster in the end at Ryan in, in Ryan's room. Smiley face. So the fact that he is casting such a wide net as to say most modern movies are borrowing from Warriors of Virtue and then like the origin of modern cinema yeah <laughs> every also, every movie we review outside of citizen kane yes is tied back to warriors of virtue you said he so he taught he said it was they had uh, avatar the last airbender and what else what was the other one you said kung fu panda Okay, Kung Fu Panda is good. Okay, but if you're going to talk, I mean, don't bring up Avatar: The Last Airbender as if it is this like masterpiece. Like it's not. It, it, maybe it did pull from this movie in its atrocities. I like Avatar. Like I, I, I like I, Avatar too. The movie? Oh no, 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 no. The the show, the show, the, the show is phenomenal. Content. Okay. I'm thinking the movie. I, I haven't seen that. So may, maybe maybe this did borrow heavily from <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan's just so influenced by you, yeah. Warriors of Virtue. It, it, it's, it's like, honestly, a lot of modern movies borrow from Warriors of Virtue. <laughs> like you 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 look at um, Dark Knight. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you know, obviously Avatar, the last airbender movie. You 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 look at movies like Split, Unbreakable. Um, I mean, you 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 look at The Sixth Sense. You look at The Town. All of these movies are borrowing heavily from these kung fu kangaroos. It's just like every M Night Shyamalan movie has some direct reference to Warriors it, of Virtue. 
M. Night Shyamalan was a child. He was actually, yeah, he was a child actor in <laughs> the movie, so he was heavily influenced by it. I, I, I also want to point out, um, so, like, we, we, we've talked about how thematically it's, it, it's very similar. The sets in this movie were built on top of the sets from Return of the Jedi. Ryan falls into Dagobah. You cannot convince me that that isn't Yoda's swamp. And then the the town where they all live by the life spring, that's the Ewok, Ewok town. Yeah. Ewok village, yeah. Like, okay. Can I comment real quick? Of course. The I read the set designer for this movie won an Academy Award for another movie that he did. I thought you were about to say for this movie. I was like, dang. <laughs> Another that movie. Is... But like, I feel like the set design wasn't too bad. Okay. Yes. But here's my gripe, though. And this is a gripe with a lot of movies. It bothers me a lot when it when you can tell that it is in a studio. Mm, right? Like, yeah. they don't do like all anything. Of <laughs> all of Top Gun, Top the newest Top one? The new one, yeah. You 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 I'm see joking. the G force. I was like, I was like, I feel like the like, exact opposite. I wasn't gonna say anything. I was like, maybe he's like thinking something else. <laughs> I'm like, Tom Cruise refused to be inside. I think right, but no, it bothered me because I remember like this seems so silly, but I remember thinking to myself, I was like, why can't you see the sun? Why is the sun never shining here? And then I was thinking, maybe these are normal sized trees, and they're only like micro. They're just tiny people that are living in this little like micro village. And that river is just like a little line of water that's going down. I don't know. It's like the borrowers. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> because no. the sun doesn't shine. The trees are too tall anyway. Okay. Um, but yeah, this, the set was very, very interesting. And I loved how that bull, the bull guy literally was felt like he was pulled from star Wars canon. Yes. Yeah. The, the the one who like went from begrudgingly complaining <laughs> that they had to help this kid to, to risking life and limbs. Yeah, that the, the next time they saw each other in Komodo's palace or whatever, where yeah. Ryan Ryan's just like, "Hey guys, now!" and they're like, yeah! and they just jump on top of I don't know sixteen guards each. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, wait, wait, Scott, did you have something else? No, I just feel like we need to dedicate some time to talk about Komodo specifically because he's such, I know what you're saying, Davis, of how like over the top he was, but I feel like if he wasn't so over the top, this movie would have been significantly less enjoyable. And it doesn't mean it was good acting or that it was very well no, done. No, no, you're, you're right. <laughs> I, like, and, and I, I sometimes wonder actors at every level have to have like, you know, a, a level of self-awareness. And I, I have a feeling that this guy, he could be a great actor who just, who got a, a kooky role for what was clearly a kid's movie and decided, you know what, I'm, I'm just gonna, like, I'm gonna go for it. This is just gonna be a fun exercise for a little popcorn flick that will definitely make more than $6 million box office. Um, so, you know, let, let's do it. Uh, t- 
to his credit, the the scenes with Komodo always had my attention, um, which I can't say that the entire movie had my undivided attention. Um, but when Komodo was on this, like what was was on the screen, I I was interested. I I would like to watch this again with subtitles because I felt sometimes like he was speaking in parcel tongue. Uh, <laughs> like he was doing so Harry much. Harry Potter drew from it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> basically a, a, a shot for shot re- remake slash ripoff of Warriors of Virtue. Um, <laughs> he, he, he just did so much with like his mouth and tongue acting. He's like, get me the warriors of and he was always trying to kiss all the women yeah but, and like the, the the age difference between he and elicia or whatever was was kind of odd that you know the romance there i i looked this up elicia is 11 years older than ryan uh hmm. in the movie which again Awful odd yeah and Alicia, Ryan, in fact, is is the uh, the girl from Neverending Story. She's the wow. princess. Just back this to is... back hits. Back to back I... hits. This the... also felt very Neverending Story, by the way. I yes. I thought, I mean, much more flawed than the Neverending. Like maybe the second Neverending Story movie or the third. Like that's more what it felt like right. than the original. Um, so my first thought with Komodo though, was I wonder when he went from acting in this movie to becoming the lead singer of my chemical romance. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> A very, very emo presence. I, I um, got, I got Tommy Wiseau vibes from him. <laughs> yes. Did anyone else get Tommy Wiseau yes. vibes from him? <laughs> yeah. I, I, so the, the whole time that I was watching this movie and, and, and especially like Komodo's performance, I was reminded of a quote um, that, that was reviewing Tommy Wiseau's The Room where some, so, someone reviewing it said, um, I'm, not in, I'm, I'm not entirely sure if Tommy Wiseau has ever seen a movie or if he's just an alien who has had described to him what a movie is very very well and I, I kind of felt the same way about Komodo in this movie where it's like I don't know if Komodo like has ever been an actor or ever seen someone act or if they've just had it described very very well Um, that's great i agree i'm not sure i understand oh oh serious Who's serious in? talking um so one other thing that i wanted to add for komodo and this kind of goes for a general theme of the movie i don't know if you guys noticed but the late the list of powers that are present in this movie are far ranging and are very random I did. I couldn't keep up with what abilities that all of them actually had. Oh, we lost Davis. So, 
I wanted to to touch on with specifically Komodo because he's the biggest part of this, but it was kind of a general theme through the movie was the list of powers or like the abilities that these characters had. The list was hard to keep up. It feels like that they had endless streams of abilities. Um, Komodo specifically, uh, he could slingshot himself from a chair from sitting which was quite impressive. Palpatine-esque. Uh, he, <laughs> 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 um, he also, I think he had the force, if I'm not mistaken. He was force-grabbing people. Yep. Um, Palpatine-esque. Uh, yeah, and then this is a little side note. One of the scene where the ruse gets stuck in his little trap, his little trap door, um, did you notice that one of the ruse had the ability to light fire through his thumb as if it was a lighter? I, I honestly missed that. <laughs> so I was, I was quite impressed by their, by their big length of, of abilities that they had. I'm, I'm guessing that was the fire ruse that could do that, right? I, sure. I think so. The fact that they tied elements, like I've, I don't know. Were the elements even used that much? Like, it seemed like they no. were all just, it was just great martial arts. Like, and the, vir the virtues also seemed kind of odd. Like, I know there was the angry one. What was his virtue? Lie, I think was his name. Grumpiness. <laughs> Man, that's a good virtue to have. He, he, he had perfected the virtue of being a grump. <laughs> just like has, uh, yeah, he has RBF right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I i hadn't really noticed the range of powers um i'm glad you pointed it out though because i mean if i ever decide to watch this movie again slim slim odds i i can yeah i'll, I'll maybe pay more attention i have a, a couple other ones uh <laughs> komodo has the ability to clone himself successfully yes um and each each uh different version has the full fighting capacity of the original which was pretty impressive um there were many people that exploded i noticed many of people exploding uh no damage being done to them or anyone else really wait what um what do you yeah. mean explode the people are exploding like they had a ball of fire explode from them okay that did not seem to do much except for have an action set piece. Did it kill it? Did it kill the person exploding? No, no. Cause Komodo exploded twice. If I'm not mistaken. Wow. Until his final explosion, which did not kill him. He just became really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have some late breaking news. And this may or may not be news to you all, warriors of virtue, lore masters. There, did, they, did they cancel the show? There, there was a Warriors of Virtue two. Yeah, I was yes. going to talk about it. I was going to talk the about return it. to Tao. Yes, I'm. I'm just finding this out, and it looks like they're not even kangaroos in the second nope. movie. <laughs> they're not no Skyler they, hit it up, they tell, abandoned talk about it. like yeah it, this came out five years later okay the second one came out five years later 
like gobsmacked. They, they thought it was a great idea to to come out come out with a sec, a sequel. Um, and I I noticed that the villain is played by Kevin Smith. Did you see that? Yes. But like, not it's not Kevin Smith that you're thinking. What? This Kevin Smith died. There's more what? to this story. No. Hold on. Pause. I'm, okay, I, I'm 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 looking at the picture, and this definitely isn't the Kevin Smith that <laughs> we're thinking of. Of comic book. So fame. so this Kevin Smith died on set. He died <gasps> on the set. He fell through the floor and landed 15 feet on his face. Why didn't we review him. this? I, I the second we, one. we 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 got to get him on the pod. I mean, <laughs> wait, the Kevin Smith. Anyone who can talk about this, actually, that that would be terrible. So Nathan Phillips is the guy who plays Ryan Jeffers. We're like, Ryan, thank you so, or uh, Nathan, thank you so much for joining us. Please take us back to one of the most traumatic moments of your young life uh, when you watched one of your co-stars fall through the uh, through through the set. So it says he they finished filming. Um, the, the movie February 6, 2002, he was waiting to go back to his motel and he was walking around the set in China and he stepped on a flimsy prop tower, lost his footing, fell face first, three stories, not 15 feet, three stories onto concrete. So oh. he was in a coma for 10 days and died on February 15th. So. Wow. Okay. I, I actually don't want to talk to this Ryan Smith. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to the other one. That's a very sad story. Yeah, and I kind of, well, yeah, I wish it was still the other Ryan, or Kevin Smith. Or, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Kevin Smith. I, was I, I, Ryan I almost Smith. said Ryan Smith, too. I wish it was the other Kevin Smith. Um, not that had died, obviously, but that was, <laughs> I'm like, I've always wished Kevin Smith was gone. Uh wow i yeah i that changes my perspective of the second movie but um but yes davis to answer your question they're not kangaroos wait have you all seen the second movie i have not oh okay but but they say i watched the trailer and they bring it up in the trailer and they say what? They lost, they like lost the magic or something. And so they've been slowly becoming human. So oh, now they're just ninjas. It says they're not, I thought you were saying they talk about Kevin Smith dying in the trailer. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like. They're hyping the movie. That, doesn't the main antagonist in this movie die tragically shortly after filming? They're like, yes, it was because of his bad actions that he lost the magic to remain in Tao. Uh, uh, <laughs> m- moving on. I can, I can play with fire. <laughs> so I did want to bring up to see if you see if you guys noticed something from the movie that the book, so the book was the answer, right? So the book was the answer to the problem. They Are needed you to- talking about Tao, the book of the book of okay, Tao, what not they call the it? book of the Warriors of Virtue book. The book in Warriors of Virtue that that young, in the movie, not of in the, the movie. movie, in the movie. Okay, yeah. okay, book of Tao. So, 
So the question that I have is about the book of Tao and he needs the spirit of the master to, to kind of help him guide him to get the, the words in the book. But what I was confused about were kind of two things. One, you only ever see one page. You don't see anything else in this, like looks yes. like at least 50 pages. I'm not sure what was going on in the rest of that. <laughs> <laughs> and two, that didn't give any understanding of how to, to do anything. Like that wasn't any information of how to, to beat Komodo other than he lost his ability or he loses his abilities when he harms someone else. Uh, so I feel like the thing that was meant to be the biggest like guide in the movie didn't do anything. I was very confused. It's so it, it was it was at that point in the movie where I felt like this this is a movie that felt like it had a lot that it wanted to say but wasn't quite sure like how to say it and 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 I I really don't know if they just I I'm not sure how far along in the process they had the name Warriors of Virtue but but it felt like they started there and built the plot out like like fr from the top down and 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 that that like kind of weird oh and 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 it was also talking about like positive and negative kung which which it had not mentioned a single time in the movie to that point and so the the the, the kangaroos were just like, oh, Komodo has activated his negative Kung, which means that he's weak or vulnerable. <laughs> I don't know. Isn't there a page? Correct me if my if I'm wrong. Isn't there a page and only the only thing it says is like like eat my shit or something like that? No, shit happens. <laughs> I think mine was right. <laughs> You're, you're quoting another Tom. He quotes two Tom Hanks movies in this movie. That's true. Is, is the first one Toy Story? <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. No, I was thinking the the one I said was the, the Toy Story quote. <laughs> Toy Story director's cut, unrated and unedited. <laughs> Uh, um, I don't have anything else to say about this thing. I don't know about you guys. Um, yeah, it's definitely a mixed bag. A lot of issues. I think it could have had a lot of potential, like in a lot of good ways. But th this is maybe you guys had better insight on this. Why is it that people think that they can make a movie but not have a story? Like they don't like do they wh where do they think this is going to be successful? Well, they're they have Tommy Wiseau syndrome, where they they have they have money and they want to make more money. Well, I don't know Tommy Wiseau. I don't think really cared to make money. He was more about the art of it, I guess. But they had money and they wanted to make more money and they wanted to create a cool franchise. Which at this point there weren't a lot of like franchises. I think that were like there weren't a lot of successful franchises, and so. Um, like they didn't have huge competition for 
that realm. Uh, I don't know. That That's kind of what I lean to is just they figured they had a chance to make money, but they didn't put the effort in on the from the get go. I like so this this movie, or at least the one that I saw on the internet, runs about an hour forty five. Yeah, and the first thirty minutes of the movie, I thought this is fine, but like I f- I feel like there's a lot of like fat that they could trim if they wanted to and it's kind of that that issue of like characterization versus plot there was a lot of characterization in the first 30 minutes by the way i just i i need need to get it in the the quarterback when 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 chucky says hey ryan played the like ryan called that play you should thank him he said you say something or did you fart? Um, okay. Is that a Tom Hanks one? <laughs> that, 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 that's the other Tom Hanks quote. Um, uh, but, you know, like basically before going into the portal, I thought, you know, a little clunky, but we're getting some characterization. I feel like, the second he enters the portal, characterization ceases to matter, and it's and it becomes all about plot. the 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 only characterization that we get is of what one character is telling another character about a third character. <laughs> so, so like Splinter is telling Ryan about all of the kangaroos and their like their personalities, personalities which do not come into play at all <laughs> at, at, at any point in the movie. The only time that any of them uses their elemental power is when they fall in, when, when three of them fall into the spiky spinning death trap and one of them lights a small light on the tip of their finger, the finger because they're yeah. the fire elemental. Right. Um, I did have one last final thought that I wanted I wanted to bring up to see what you guys have if you noticed it or what you felt. Did anyone find it a little odd that Elise Elisa what was her name Alicia her her character was very bizarre because she's this supposed good guy who then flips like no reason other than you find out that her brother died and that one of the kangaroos killed her brother no context of the war that happened like was this was her brother a good guy was he a, i mean if it's the warriors of virtue aren't they only killing potentially killing a bad person you gotta read the um, books wait are there books yeah there's five books six what books. Well, now I need to go into the lore further. Wait, wait, hold on, Scott. Finish your thought first before we dive into the book. <laughs> and then <laughs> it was hilarious to me because she's this like apparently villain, like that. It, just no characterization of her of her, of why she became a villain. Just is, but then she's also kind of good because she wants. She wants um, Ryan to to just do hot. what Komodo says. She got the hot what? Ryan. 
She got the passport. <laughs> and then what was also something that was not mentioned that I thought was interesting about that death was they kept bringing, like, if you, you, like, you lose part of yourself. So did the warrior virtue lose part of himself because he killed someone? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was wondering the same thing. Plot twist, how cool would it have been if the Warriors of Virtue did not win because he killed someone? And Elysia became the bad guy. <laughs> um, all right, Skylar, we need to hear about these books. Okay, all I know, okay, I, so I think that they made a Warriors of Virtue book uh, after the movie. Um, this is kind of recalling what I read earlier today. Um, I don't know if they made a book about the second movie but they at least made five books in addition to the original uh, where they, re they, they go over the story of each of the Ruse and their yes. home and their home, uh, their home territory or whatever you call it, their home. I, I don't want to say planet. Um, like their, like the, their base element. Yeah. Something, something like that. But I, I can't tell if they're origin stories or just like, uh stories you know subsequent to what happens in warriors of virtue but yeah he whoever whoever the author was decided to write five books and it, it seems odd that they put the effort like they wanted to make money but all of the effort went into um the story after the movie came out so uh mm. not not a recipe for success i so yeah, like there, there, there's a, there's a box set, like omnibus of, of all, all four of these. And one of them, first off, I've, I've got to know how many pages it is. Um, oh my gosh. Some, so, someone in 2002 left a review uh, on thrift books that says, absolutely thrilling volume in a terrific series the warriors of virtue universe must not be overlooked read every book see the movie anyway um wow yeah ye was the was the like was the metal elemental right yeah ye. he didn't speak could no. you imagine how boring a book would be that centers around a kangaroo that doesn't speak <laughs> uh did he have a, like uh was he in unable to speak or was no. it by choice choice mute like a not a, i don't want like not just dis, disabled just so, like so by choice. he's lame in the voice what's that he's lame in the voice <laughs> he so they 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 explained that because like once what once komodo started attacking the like spring wells or whatever they were called the latrell spring wells um he like he he saw so much horror and devastation that he stopped speaking but it 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 sounded like almost like a monastic vow or something like like okay. he just yeah he 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 closed his mouth due to the horrors that he saw i think he he had actually had it sewn closed he did yeah at one point and then he realized he had to eat so he had to cut it open <laughs> it was like a human centipede thing 
<laughs> Do we need to rehash the human centipede being a romance a romantic film again? Oh man, I forgot about that. Yeah, we won't. We won't. Not this episode. <laughs> I I can't believe how much we've had to say about. I mean, I guess Kenobi did take a bit, but we've actually had significantly more than I thought to say about this movie. I. I, I too am very surprised by the amount of discussion that this has garnered, which makes me wonder when we're going to review the second. Yes. I, 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 I and like then all was, the books. I, I, I was going to jokingly suggest that we review Warriors of Virtue 2 Return to the Land of Tal for, uh, for our next episode, but I think that, that at, at that point we would be actively inviting anyone who listens to this podcast to just stop <laughs> we're talking to you ryan not, ryan just got uh not, not ryan from warriors of virtue no yeah we're talking to you rye you and chucky <laughs> um ryan just got married so he's oh he, he, he's probably off the uh off the podcast circuit for a while okay good yeah. for him yeah, congrats to Ryan and Charlotte. Congrats, Ryan and Charlie. Charlotte. Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, any any last thoughts on Warriors of Virtue? I think I'm tapped out. Yeah. I, I it it's it deserves to be viewed exactly once in your life, preferably at age 29. <laughs> You might see it multiple if you see it, uh, like, you know, before you're a teenager, multiple times. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. The more that I learn about this franchise and, like, the different arms of it, the more interested I am. Like, I watched the movie and didn't understand anything, <laughs> but then I heard that there was a toy line, and I'm, like, on eBay looking to see, should I, should I get it boxed or unboxed? Uh, should I should I get the full set or should I just get one? And now I'm reading about this book series that is apparently very hard to come by. Well, and and you, I just I created a like a um, like a I I, I just uh, released a new podcast um, or at least named a new podcast that's dedicated to Warriors of Virtue. So th- that name is taken now. Maybe it. maybe dropping uh, next next uh next episode but um, davis might be able to get on 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 that podcast as well we have a separate podcast just for warriors of virtue uh what well welcome to uh komodo's commanders where where we discuss the other side of the warriors of virtue and and try to get to the bottom of why did that kangaroo kill that person yun is his name right Yeah. yeah Why, why, why did Yun kill Bobby. Alicia's brother? Bobby. His name is Bobby? <laughs> oh, I just <laughs> I believe I you. No, I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, did they say his name? <laughs> you killed Bobby. And everyone's <laughs> like, what? That was his name, you jerk. He had a name. <laughs> the lo- Okay, this is my very last Warriors of Virtue comment. Don't you like how uh, once Ryan falls into the into the Dagobah swamp, like one of the first things he does is like run around like as if he's 
playing football like oh yeah instead of escaping danger did you know that he used that move later on did you catch that i didn't oh when 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 he was running away in komodo's temple he does the exact same like he's like dodging and and rolling around defenders he's using that football move that was his that was his that was his uh five seconds of fame okay i i I, I thought that would be a good twist in the story I, I I actually really like the callback. Good good economy of story. <laughs> okay, that's it. Yeah, we'll 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 officially close the book on Warriors of Virtue. I can't promise that it won't creep into other episodes, but uh, <laughs> like a virus. That, <laughs> true. It, it does feel like it's infected my brain and I'm, I'm very curious to see if it will make its way into my dreams tonight. So <laughs> we will see. Um, I, I, I think after such a like off the wall uh, ep- episode, it, it, it may be nice to go towards something a little more mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I, so you, you, you mentioned Top Gun Maverick I'm, I, I, I think we should do that one. Uh, it's like all signs point to that being a big, big release, like what, one of the true summer blockbusters of this year. And it's a ton of fun. Okay, let's do it. Um, episode, is that five of season three then? No, four. four? Yeah, I, 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 I think that this is... This is episode three, so episode okay. four will be Top Gun Maverick. All right, awesome. Let's well, Scott, it. thank yeah, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we we always love to hear from our fans, especially when they're willing to join the podcast. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. I'll yeah. be honest, I'm in a little, I'm a little sad. I was hoping to get a little uh, callback of like gold, silver, and bronze of some some sort of category like you guys used to do back oh. in the day. Let's, how, how about this? Uh, we, we, we do need to get back to, to some of that because I, I, I enjoy finding a theme to wrap our episodes up on. Um, ne- next time you're on, we, we will make sure to have a metal stand for, for some tie-in. Top, I'm going to say, let's do top Warriors of Virtue books in, oh. in rank order. <laughs> You're assuming we will have read them, not just the synopsis. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I, I've a uh, longtime listener, now now co-host. I'm going to put this on my resume. I'm really excited to update it. So yeah. Please do. Uh, come come back anytime. We 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 enjoy having having fresh faces and uh, fresh fresh opinions. Yeah, and uh, to the to the listening audience, um, be sure to listen to next episode for an Ahmad Best interview. Let's just say you're going to be bombad excited when you hear some of the things that that Mr. Best drops. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yep. Yeah, and I I think that's all we got. Awesome. Well. Uh, until next time, we will we'll see you. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us for Top Gun Maverick. See ya.